0: Welcome to the Bifocal Podcast with John White and Jason Himmelstein, where we talk about business intelligence and the Microsoft stack with news, interviews, and expert opinions from around the space. This is episode 220, recorded on February 24th, 2022, where John and Jason go over the February 2022 Power BI updates, including the new mobile formatting options. Dynamic MQuery parameters now support SQL Server and more. Downloading PBIX improvements, Which really does improve a lot. And there's more. Just have a listen. Good day, Jason. How are you now? John, I'm fantastic. (laughs) You sound fantastic. It's been a a good day. You know, had a great demo this morning of something I've been working really hard on at work for. uh, Excellent. You know, for some stakeholders that my team, both my offshore team and my onshore team, have been just working really hard to make something cool happen. And nice. uh, you know, my favorite question to ask of these stakeholders is, "Sir, are you still wearing socks afterwards?" <laughs> and one's answer was, "Well, I did. I started out not wearing socks because I knew better." And the other one was, "No, they've been blown right off. This was great. The team nice. did a job." Like nice. This so that was that felt really good and then uh so i built i or i I didn't build i had a new computer built for me by a vendor and it was a custom build it's gonna like the last one i have built last me six years so i tend to buy higher-end computers and so i bought a new one and this Mm -hmm. one arrived with a dead on arrival graphics card and just before we got started my new graphics card, the RMA graphics card arrived. So I'm very excited and anxious this evening to get a chance to play with that. You're a little um, pumped. Okay. I very am. good. Very so good. before we can get to any of those things, on a cold and dreary day here in San Antonio, it feels very Canada-like. <laughs> it's actually bright here, but it's cold. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little gray, but man, it's a—it's like 36 degrees today. So I'm bundled all up, and I had a cat sweater going on for a while. Nate's been all over me, but uh, hopefully he'll be quiet for the episode. How are things up in Canada?
1: Oh well, like it's the weather's been sw- uh, swinging all over the place. It's uh, like I said, it's cold now. It was warm for a while. It got brutal snow last weekend. I don't know, but all what I do know is it's almost March, and it's. Almost time to top the trees, so I'll be making maple syrup here soon. So that makes me happy. Yes, we need some more.
0: So, somehow, <laughs> we, ours kind of went bad, unfortunately. So a growth on top just so gonna, skim that off. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it, it sort of got mixed in because one of the kids. Oh. So you know, oh. so we're excited to get some more maltby. Uh, that will
1: happen, maltby so, maple. That's right, maltby's uh, by road. Just in case anybody wonders why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing stuff, but uh, yeah, man, so this, we've been waiting for a while, I'm very excited. Yeah, we have. About some of this, and if you listened to last week's episode with Kelly Kay, you might have heard, I don't know if it made it into the episode, my frustration with some of the language on one of the items here on the blog post, and uh, it has since been updated. It may get yet another facelift to it uh, based upon some additional feedback, but I want to start out by saying thank you to Kelly for multiple reasons, everyone, it was a great episode to get to do having her was on. Fun. it was a lot of fun. But secondly, it proved that the, the team's listening. Yeah. The team oh, yeah, wants feedback like this yeah. is yeah. we gave some feedback in a in a great easy way that we have Avid access to. And man, a change was made just a short time later. So yeah, it's really good stuff.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, we've got this brand new desktop. We should probably kick into it. And it's the first one of 2022. We should point that out. We haven't had one in January. So uh, lots to talk about today.
0: Yes, sir. And we will get to that right after this word from our sponsors.
1: This episode of the Bifocal Podcast is sponsored by TIGRAPH, the award-winning reporting and analytics platform for Office 365. Get the full picture of your Office 365 network by using TIGRAPH. See how customers leverage its actionable insights to better understand their organization's usage, collaboration, and adoption patterns. Try TIGRAPH today. Sign up for a free trial at TIGRAPH.com.
0: And now on with the show, as I hear on other podcasts <laughs> on with the show. <clears throat> so first thing up here is something that I'll be honest with you until I watched the to cube episode with Michal and Patrick, I was uh-huh. not nearly as excited about this as I am now that I've seen it in action, <laughs> watching them do it. This yep. is really cool. This is not just a, you know, putting lipstick on it. They did an amazing job with this. The updates, the ability to do all of the different things that really need to be done, and the fact that it does not at all impact the desktop side of of the visual. What are you you talking about, Jason? Sorry, (laughs) I guess I should have said the new mobile formatting options, John, that are in preview this month. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's
1: moved along. I mean, I've always had a uh, quite a quibble with the way that works. I, it's to the point where I don't really use it. With the mobile formatting options, you've got you basically everything's still based desktop based. Everything's based around the visuals you're using in the desktop, and you could always just pick which visuals showed up on your mobile report. But you didn't have any control over how they laid out. The settings were the settings. It doesn't matter how you're viewing them. And that's the big change here today, right? I mean, I mean, you we can now change the individual setting on a visual if it's being viewed on a mobile device. So in addition to being able to lay them out differently, which we've always been able to do, now we can actually change the way those particular visuals behave.
0: It's awesome. It really <laughs> is awesome. This is so cool. I didn't but As long as they don't stop here. <laughs> yes. No, this is such a big step forward. I'm and again, you know, I like visualizing my data on my phone. I really do like my splat data from my orange theory and everything. Some of the stuff that I do for clients, like Mm -hmm. people want to see stuff on the phone and it's been rough. Like I have not been a big fan, like trying to author in mobile has not been easy. This makes a huge difference. And again, to your point, still work to be done, but we're always going to say that, John, we're MVPs. That's what we do. Always push harder and further. Oh
1: yeah. I would like to be able to have a complete, frankly, a completely independent mobile report that uh, yes, we can change the way the visuals work, but I might want a completely different visual on my mobile report. And I don't want to have to hide it from the, you know, that, that would be, that's what I really
0: want, but hey, John, we, yes, you need to go watch the the guy in a cube video, my friend. Has it been changed to do that? Yes, I thought we had to.
1: We we, we still had to have them on on both sides of the fence.
0: Mm-mm. So there's a full blog post here as well, in addition to the accompanying guy in a cube video that came out. Oh, yeah. Based upon okay. what I saw, you do not have to. Do all of that anymore. Well, shut my mouth. <laughs> that makes me very very happy. Yeah. So I'm, okay, I Okay, I'm going to have, have to go call. use this now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That was what right. I saw was that there's, you know, the ability to not not, not have to deal with it because you don't have to use all this stuff because, man, that was painful before.
1: That was always the, that was always the pain. Okay, now I'm going to have to go away and, and mess with this but because I'm just going off what the announcement is right now. So, all right, I'm going to have to play with this and let you know.
0: Yeah, it's definitely something that we need to do more with and, and try out because I've only watched the, you know, Patrick's video and I'm going to spend some time this weekend working mm-hmm. on my own report. But, yeah. Very, very, very cool. All right, man. So
1: that's that's just the first item in the reporting section. We got a a bunch of things around sensitivity labels uh, this month. Not anything new per se, but the fact of the matter is, a lot of this label stuff is now generally available,
0: which means it's you know we can use it in production. Yeah, so that's absolutely true. So sensitivity labels are now uh, you know from downstream are now uh, it being inherited. Right? So that's something that's been in preview now is GA. The default label policies in Power BI is now GA. Mandatory label policies are now GA. So all of that stuff that has been coming, we've been talking about it for a while. We've been watching and witnessing uh, all of the the MIP functionality coming in and working. These three things joined together, the downstream, the default, and the mandatory nature of, of policy makes it so that you can apply proper governance. To your power bi world in this state and be able to do it properly so very encouraged by the fact that they're all now generally available here in february and then the other thing that's here it's a little bit different than what we're used to this is taking a preview feature and instead of making it something you have to opt into you're you have to opt out of it so this is the new format pane yep. that we've had for a while instead of having to go toggle it on if you don't want to use it for some reason which you should because it's awesome you have to go toggle it off in the preview settings so yep yep so just basically get it out
1: uh, to a wider audience i think and uh have it uh, better tested i really like it it has thrown me once or twice because of course i've got muscle memory that reaches back quite a few years now but the when you get used to it i really really like the improvements they've made to the formatting pane. Yeah.
0: So the last thing in this section is that the multi-row card selection now allows multi-select. In order to do this, you have to do control-click or shift-click in order to select multiple items. And that, that will work for you now in this multi-row uh, card selection. So in the multi-row card, you could do this for multiple options and see the fill of uh, of charts shows up properly. And, you know, it just it highlights in the proper way and cross filters. Excellent.
1: Excellent. Well, that takes us into uh, data prep and uh, the big news in this area this month, I guess in the past two months, is that the dynamic M query parameter now supports SQL Server and others. There's the dynamic M query parameter. Initially, it's interesting. The blog post, the way it refers to it, it says it, it initially supported M based data sources such as Azure Data Explorer, Databricks, BigQuery, Now, I don't know how they're M based data sources. (laughs) They don't use M. They're not, you don't use Power Query on the back end. So I really don't understand what that reference is to. So I really don't understand why it was them and not some of these other ones. But all of the new data sources that are supported with uh, dynamic M query parameters are relational, right? So you've got uh, T SQL based, uh, like SQL Server, Azure SQL Database, et cetera, Synapse, Oracle. Teradata, data, flows with the enhanced computing engine, of course, because that's really just SQL behind the scenes. Yep. And SAP HANA relational, so all of these new, all of these relational data sources now also support the dynamic M query parameters, which is great. I mean, it's a. I suppose it's worth explaining the feature for just a, just just a minute for those yeah, who, who haven't messed wild. with it before. If you're working with direct query, just say you have a direct query report, you're, you're sending commands back to the data source and you're using a slicer and you're not using this feature, you're pulling the full data set to be able to filter it down to the context of your visual. So if you bind the value of a slicer to one of these dynamic parameters, you're actually issuing commands to the backend data store and only retrieving the data that uh, the, that slicer is selecting at any given time. So instead of filtering a large amount of data that's come down to you, you're actually performing queries on the backend and getting smaller chunks of data come up to you. And, and I mentioned direct query, of course, because this is a direct query. Uh, it's only going to be in direct query reports. It doesn't really have any applicability to imported models.
0: Yeah, I don't to, to add to that, John. I think you did a great <laughs> job of explaining it. So, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> now it's time to move on to the data connectivity section, which is our opportunity to gloss over all the new connectors <laughs> that have come out this month. And uh, so uh, Amazon OpenSearch Project, both of those get new connectors. Digital Construction Works Insights gets a new connector. Azure Databricks gets a uh, connector update, as does the pcv
1: Yeah, with with Databricks, uh, I just throw out there that now you can um, send up uh, custom SQL queries. That's the improvement this month, which is nice.
0: MicroStrategy has connector update as does Starburst Enterprise. Excellent. And and to note, John, uh, I think Picard is coming back soon. Speaking of Enterprise, I just finally finished watching season one. So I'm excited uh, to, to get see that. So, a little detail for everybody on the call or listening it, to the podcast. The next up is the service update. And this is, there's a bunch of good stuff in here. First up is Power BI goals. So, there's some uh, notifications updates here around goal assignment notification, which is important. I'll tell you, I wish they do this with Planner because I was doing mm. some integration with Planner recently. Planner is not working from a notification perspective. So uh, it's good to see that we are getting goal assignment notifications that pop up in uh, Teams uh-huh. Now, you know, if you have the Power BI app installed for Teams, so you get notification right away in the activity feed as a banner toast card. When the, uh, when you click on that uh, notification, it's going to open the scorecard and take you to the details pane shown for that specific goal.
1: More integration with Teams. Yeah, absolutely. And not only, uh, not only on assignment, but you're uh, going to get notified via Teams if you're mentioned anywhere in the goals environment. But when the status of one of your, your goals changes you're gonna also get notified, so that's uh, you know data-driven notifications, which I know is uh, near and
0: dear to your heart. You know it is, and <laughs> you know the cool thing about this, it's all in Teams, which is a lot of where I'm living these days. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you, uh, it's not it's showing up in the activity feed, which that's positive and negative for me for two reasons. Number one, I hate it when I have a bunch of notifications I haven't clicked on. Mm. So being able to clear them all at once is going to be really nice. But secondly, it's going to make teams rather chatty if you're using goals and people are doing updates on a regular basis. Although keeping in mind that these really are objectives and key results based Mm -hmm. and they shouldn't be changing that frequently. So hopefully... It doesn't get that chatty. The other thing that's really great here is the ability to have multiple owners. Yeah, that was a big one. You can have up to five owners for a single goal, which I'd argue that's that's on the high side of need. So I think think that's great. Seems an arbitrary number. I don't know why the limit, but sure. Okay. Yeah, It's well, at least we have more than one. (laughs) Yeah. It's a goal, right? It shouldn't be an entire team. It should be a person that owns and, you know, How many people can own a single thing? Have you never heard of managing by committee? (laughs) I have. That's why this is discouraging that. I'm a big fan of discouraging that. Agreed. I agree. The other thing that we get now is the ability to create scorecards in my workspace in Power BI, making it easier than ever to create and keep personal scorecards and share them out when ready. Wow, that sounded professional, didn't it, John? Yeah, really, really did. I did a good job of reading that one right off the page. <laughs> yeah, this one kind of
1: makes me chuckle. Well, first of all, why would you need it in my workspace if it's a it's a premium feature? Well, it's not right. I'm just going to call this out in case you missed it a few episodes ago. It's uh, it kind of slipped out that uh, goals, which was a premium feature, is not any longer. It's available to Pro, I and mean, the My Workspace is is actually a free feature. So that kind of surprises. Me. I wonder if it's. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be available for free for your own. It would make sense if it's available in my workspace, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think we have to chase uh, chase that one down. But I do think it's. You know, I don't know that I have that. I don't know that I'm that organized to set a bunch of goals for myself and keep them in the my workspace. But, but I suppose some are. So good on them for having this available. And certainly, it's a good way to practice.
0: Yeah, and the thing that that they've called out here is that free users can use this as well, but in order to share, you have to have a pro license. Yeah, of course. Okay,
1: so it's gone from being a premium feature to something that's available to everybody. Absolutely everybody, whether you're paying
0: for it or not. Are you drowning in spreadsheets? Are you gasping for a better reporting solution? Let Marquee Insights throw you a lifeline. They can help you chart a course to success with Power BI, then get underway quickly with one of their quick start solutions while learning the ropes from their experienced staff. If you're ready for reporting bliss, go to marqueeinsights.com and click the Get Started button and learn how they can help you make better, faster decisions with smarter data. All right. The next one here is uh, deployment pipelines enhancements. So uh, Azure DevOps extensions uh, in preview automate your deployments and pipeline creation tasks using your Azure pipeline. The multiple pipelines working together with uh, sync the connections between items managed in different pipelines and data flows GA. and you know, go data flows. It looks like goes GA and support for linked entities here as well.
1: Yeah, all in all, in deployment pipelines. But the big thing here, I think, is the Azure DevOps extension. This this is Azure DevOps. I mean, it's not you know, just, we can not still can't check in a PBIX into Azure DevOps and have yep. that you know version controlled, etc. But it's a step in the direction, right? The services now we've got some actual DevOps integration with Power BI, and I think correct me if I'm wrong, and I've been wrong before right on this episode. I think it's the first time we've seen any kind of DevOps integration with Power BI at all. I think there's I been a little bit.
0: I think there has been some. I can't think of anything. But, uh, but it's the beginning, like uh, the, yeah. this starts to make it a little bit more real. I've seen some, and it could have just been some of the hacky stuff that we've been having to do. I think that's what you're thinking of, yeah. Um, yeah. It's nice that this is coming directly from the team, so. Excellent,
1: yeah. Absolutely. And then there's uh, the next one, the, the one that you were uh, bemoaning last week a, a little bit the, the download PBI. You're not, uh, let's make it clear, you weren't bemoaning the feature. No, I You know, oh, were bemoaning the
0: language in the
1: announcement.
0: Correct. I was confused. I read this thing a, a couple dozen times, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm kind of slow sometimes. And so occasionally it takes that. But it was really confusing. And the language that is here now makes it a lot clearer. The basic gist of it is, is that you have the ability to go into the Power BI service and download your PBIX file directly from the Power BI service. We've had this for a long time. However, there have been some limits that got put on it. Yeah. And the documentation around it was a little bit muddy for a while. And Mm -hmm. there was this like, well, did you turn on this? Did you do that? Oh, well, then you can't do it. And you're just kind of hosed now. You can't. You're just not going to be able to get that. Like you're going to have to recreate your PBIX file if you had lost it. If you hadn't saved off a PBIT file and saved it in Azure DevOps like I do, like you you end up in that bad spot because somebody, oh, well, this person left the, the, the company or whatever it was. So the it's, bottom line is that this has been something that has been lacking. The team has been looking at it for a while as to how to solve for it. Yeah. And they solved for what I would argue is going to be a 90-plus percent yep. situation but there still was, there's a situ. there are two situations where this isn't going to work. We'll explain what that is here in just a second. But the bottom line is now you have the ability to download a PBIX file for all of these situations yeah. that are listed here, right? And you have to meet all the conditions. The limitations are the ones that matter. And here's here's the tricky part. If you created your report in the Power BI service, you cannot download the PBIX file.
1: Period. And you never have been able to.
0: There that's was never the, a PBIX to download. That's
1: right. So yeah. I think this, the, the language in the blog post is also, is still a little confusing, frankly, I agree because with you. you've always, so the, the issue is right. You, if you created a report in desktop and you published it or you uploaded it, you can always go back to the service and bring it back down. Done. Right. Piece of cake. If you were in the service and you created a report, whether it was a brand new report from like CSV, or you were just connecting to that data set, you could not download it. Okay, got that. The problem is the the new large data set features that got got turned on. If you enabled it for your data set, or if you'd made changes to it using the XMLA endpoint, you also wouldn't be able to download it even if you had uploaded it from Power BI Desktop. Now you can. So, so now it's kind of it's, it's the working second, the way it yeah.
0: used to. Correct. Right? So the first piece is you cannot download a PBX for a file, a PBX file for a report that you created directly in the service. That's thing number Absolutely. one. Thing number two: in the situation where you're in this, you know, you've made the changes to the XML, with the XMLA endpoint, you have large format turned on, all of those things, you're not going to be able to download the data set. Correct. Okay, you're still going to be able to download the PVX file. It's just the data set isn't coming with it. So in right. order to get that data set, what would you have to do, John? You'd have to have connect in and refresh. That's all you'd have to do. Get data from the from the source again. That's all. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. personally, this is better. I actually I think this is better. I would rather yeah. not be able to pull down the data set. That's gonna make everything so much faster in the in the first place, because I don't want to necessarily pull down the data set. I want yeah. to go reconnect to the data, like I want to go pull fresh data. Yeah.
1: yeah. So this, hey, this I was just gonna add, dude, I mean, this is if this was stopping you from turning on large data set support in the service, that's over with. Go turn on large data set support. There's no downside.
0: Yeah. So what happens here is because with the PBIX file you know, and we've talked about this many times in our workshops, you know, you're uploading the report and the data set, even though you're uploading, doing one upload, it uploads all of these assets and sends them to the correct locations. Right. Yep. And if it, you know, if we were a video based thing, instead of a, <laughs> well, on, your hands, be you fly all hands over going everywhere yeah. here. Absolutely. But, you know, Faces for radio, John. Yeah, that's it. The reality is that at this point, all you're downloading is the report structure. Personally, mm-hmm. I like that. I'd yeah. like it as I was thinking about it, and I'm a lineage view guy, John. You know this about yeah. me. I like lineage yeah. view. When I go in to Lineage View and I select a report, I'd like to be able to go in and say download PBIX just for the report. I don't want to download the, yeah. the data set. I just want that report yeah. because I could have seven different reports hanging off the same data set. Yep. Yeah. Right. I just want to pull that and then I want to be able to do a refresh and pull the data and yep. be able to connect up to the original data sources. Yep. You know. But occasionally there's a situation where I want to download the data set itself. And I should be able to go in lineage view to the data set and download that if it's one of the data set types that I have the ability to download. Yep. I think yep. that would be pretty cool, but who knows? Maybe that's something that will happen in the future. Maybe not, just my take.
1: Yep. Just, uh, just go turn on large format, uh, large data set format support and you get what you want. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Absolutely.
0: So yeah, now that we've done that to death. <laughs> yeah. So the next one up here is in the mobile section and Dark Look Mode at is that. now available in the Power BI Windows app. It's not mobile, but it, this is the Windows app. And John, you were you were actually saying that this excited you.
1: I mean, not so much the dark mode, but the fact that the Windows app has gotten a makeover, an overall makeover. And I would have actually led with that one, and then dark mode is just part of the new look. I mean, that's the reality of it. But yeah, the uh, the the Windows app now looks exactly like um, Power BI does in the service. Or if you set up, uh, what I do is I use a personal web app, progressive web app, a PWA version of the, of the service. You were saying you always use Power BI in Teams, but this or Power is B
0: I in the web in the web yeah. browser. I don't ever yeah, use the desktop client. Yeah, so.
1: but the desktop client is now fine, and it's a native app. So for whatever reason, if you want to want to use the native app version, now you know it's got a consistent look and feel with the with the other instances of Power BI, and that can only be a good thing.
0: You know, John, I think you have a point here because I went through this the order in which the blog is written mm-hmm. and started with dark mode, and then went on. You know, you, to your point, the new <laughs> uh, Power BI Windows app new look. It's mm-hmm. a bigger like it that should have led so maybe we should send in a note over to Kelly and say hey you may want to flip this so people yes. may be listening to this next Careful, week you may be wi- drops, y- you-, you, you may wind may up reviewing these yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> let's see we'll see if that if that happens that's um, right but yeah so that's so i think it's great that, that you like it that way i like a dark mode so I, this does make it something yeah. i might be considering yeah however you know, I still I'm in Teams so much. It's just you know, and it's yeah. there on the rail. Yep, yep. It's, and uh, so this, the look of the app itself, mm-hmm. and the and the look of the Teams integration, so similar.
1: Yep, it's it's kind of hard to tell the difference, which
0: I think is the point. Yep. <laughs>
1: Well, we got a bunch of stuff in uh, the embedded analytics section this month, This again, this two months on the dev side. We've had um, the ability to put paginated reports embedded in your app for a little while now. But what I didn't realize until I read this is that you wouldn't be able to use paginated report with Power BI data sets in that scenario. Well, now you can. So <laughs> didn't know what I was missing. Now I'm not missing it. So that's a good thing. As well, the That's the A. Uh, SKUs are the Azure version of the premium SKUs, if we want to put it that way. They're designed for running embedded applications so that the customer doesn't have to you know, have a Power BI license. The, the vendor essentially ponies up the license for that or they're... they're purchasing the capacity for it. We now have A7 and A8 versions of the ASQ, which is great if you were bumping into power limits. A7 is like a P4 in the uh, premium world and A8 is like a P5. So lots of power, but you can, the beauty of these ASQs, don't forget, is that you can turn them on and turn them off and get billed by the hour instead of, well, by the year. So that's a bit of an advantage. Yeah.
0: There are also a couple of new API components here. There's a new data set permissions API as well as a delete dashboard API. So if you're on the development side of the house, go take a look at that, as well as the access token expiry callback. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Lots of good stuff here. And that's not even in the developer section. In the developer section, <laughs> there's new Power BI Visuals category list in app source. So a, lot there are a bunch of stuff around visuals here yep. for for visuals that you can now go log into Partner Center and retag your visuals with the new categories. So if you're a dev and you're listening to this, number one, why? Number two, you should go <laughs> and, do this and take a look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in
1: particular, if you're a visuals dev, right? Because there's a whole bunch of stuff around visuals, and most of which, I'm not a, I'm not a visual developer, so I really can't speak to, but the ability to do uh, dynamic uh, string formatting, expand the entire level in the matrix, which I guess you could not do before. So a lot of stuff around visual developers uh, this month, and a whole pile of new visualizations as well like a lot of new visualizations that I think we're going to give it the gloss over treatment again
0: this month. Yeah, there's a lot here. So let's say there's a bunch of new visuals and app sources you should go take a look at as well as there's a bunch of new editor picks here for this quarter. So it sounds like they're they're going to do that less frequently. But yeah, I... (sighs) We're running long already, John. I think we're not gonna do it justice. So let's just say, go take a look at the blog post that we're gonna go ahead and link up. And you can also download visual sample files from the in-product app source catalog as well, which is something that you haven't been able to do before, which is really nice. And then there's a whole list of these additionally with some additional like links to to the documentation, but we're not going to talk about any of them. In order to be fair to all of them, as well as to you all listening in your car or at home, I'm going to continue to <laughs> scroll because there is one other thing we want to really get to yep. here, and it's something that Couple seems up. to be a little bit problematic for some folks. I have not run into a problem yet, but Web Two, Webview Two is now required, and yep. John, I've heard some chatter on the uh, on the Twitter sphere that. This has been causing some issues for some folks.
1: It's been causing some issues for me as well. I've had a lot of Webview two crashes. Although I'm not sure, to be fair, if it's the released version or might, uh, one of the preview version, uh, the last month's or this month's version when it was in a preview state is was what I'm trying to say. And I had a lot of, um, a lot of had a lot of crashes when I was in a virtual machine, not mm. on the host machine. I didn't see, I didn't see much trouble with it on the on the host machine. I can't say if that was the reason because. I haven't been heads down on uh, Power BI Desktop for about a week now. So hard to say, but I know I, I, I bumped into it and you'll, you'll see it. You'll get what I was experiencing was some serious slowdowns with Edge. Just in regular Edge and basically because it's using the same engine underneath, I, th- I think they're bumping into each other. That was my experience. Hopefully, I know. I think the team is getting to the bottom of whatever issues there were. But uh, WebView 2 is in fact now required, so uh, everybody's using it. <laughs> if if behavior has changed and you don't know why, that might be it. So have a look in your processes running on your machine. If WebView 2 is taking up a lot of uh, CPU cycles, that might be you might be bumping into a problem here.
0: Absolutely. All right, so next one here. This one's really cool. I've been using this for a little while. If I'm not mistaken, we, this... we talked about this when we talked about the uh, the preview a couple of weeks ago, did we not? Yes, we did. This Alex Powers, I believe, is the guy behind this. He's on the okay. Power BI Cat Team uh, with with Adam Saxton, Patrick LeBlanc, and a bunch of other awesome folks. But He created this and I use this all the time to see what's happening, what's slipped, what's there. So this is the, you know, find out new features releasing in Power BI by using the Power BI Release Plan app. You get it right from App Source. It's really great. So highly, highly recommend it. Excellent stuff. And the next item we
1: have in here, I cannot make heads or tails of. Optimize your processes and gain deep insights with process mining. I had a look, had a look at the blog post. I still don't understand it. Any idea? (laughs) Nope. <laughs> All right, let's just move on to the next item. In that case, <laughs> the uh, the the last one here is about uh, maps and filled map visuals. People have been noticing that their map icons are no longer there in Power BI Desktop, or in, in, in there's some specific map icons that are lo- no longer there in, in Power BI Desktop. The the Bing map visual. And that's because you now have to opt into it. So, first of all, you have your admin has to allow it. And now in Power BI desktop, you have to say, I want to see these things. These are the visuals that have been there for a while. So, this may throw you. And another reason it may throw you is that although the Azure uh, map is excellent, it doesn't do geo geolocation automatically like the Bing Maps one does. So, if you were just using place names to put, you know, put data on a map you're not going to be able to do that without the Bing Maps control. So if you don't see it and you want to be able to do that, you're going to go have to turn that on. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't have anything else to say about
1: that. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, that's uh, that's kind of it for the
0: month. We've been waiting for it. We got it. and We got another one coming in just a few weeks. Yeah, very good stuff. I'm really excited. This is awesome. I've been starting to play with a little bit of it already this month. Again, I really want to play with the mobile stuff. I haven't had an opportunity yet, but I'm going to this weekend. I'm going to play with it on my new computer. I get this new graphics card installed.
1: I wasn't sure if you'd mentioned how you that you got a new computer. You're not at all excited about that. <laughs>
0: I, 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 I might be a little bit excited about that, John. I mean, yeah, we, we've gone long. Like that's okay. That's how dedicated to our listeners I am. That's it. That's it. Yo, I know you're
1: dedicated. <laughs> committed is a better committed, word. Yes, I, I should be committed. That is correct. <laughs>
0: All right, my friend. Well, until next time, I will uh, look forward to hearing all about the good stuff that you've been working on as well, which is really exciting stuff that Azure Data Explorer sounds really awesome. It's fun stuff. We may have to get you to talk about it on a podcast episode or something. Uh,
1: Maybe we will.
0: All right, man. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Bifocal Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or via your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter at Bifocal Show. The show notes for this and all of the Bifocal Podcasts can be found on the bifocal.show blog. The music for the Bifocal Podcast is Indie Rock by Scott Holmes and is shared under Creative Commons.